Welcome to Fact Schmacks, podcast that's good enough to get you a C. Minus. All right. We are going to start off today with a little game. Kevin has two things that are true uh, that you would call maybe a fact, and one thing that is untrue that maybe I would call a schmacked. Uh, let's hear it. All right. So <clears throat> first things first here, fact or schmacked. In 1969, uh, ironically, not the Summer of Love. Um, yeah. That was 67. That's just a bonus fact. Sure. Um, we go back to UCLA. And in UCLA, we have what could be considered the first internet connection between UCLA and Stanford. The okay. first message sent was login, but it crashed after LO. So the first message sent over the internet, which at the time was called ARPANET, as it was a defense um, contract kind of thing, uh, was okay. LO. Low. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so there's... Hold on a sec. God damn it. Yeah. And then... Sorry. Sorry, my, it's my dog. Yeah, I, I okay, realize that. She stopped already. Okay, anyhow. Fact or schmacked, okay, uh... Butterflies, while only yeah. having two eyes, can have anywhere from two to 12,000 lenses. Okay. Okay. All right. Because they've, they've got those eyes that are like, like geodesic domes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, okay. that's one, of the, uh, one of the facts there. Okay. And um, the biggest arms manufacturer in the world is Hasbro. Huh. <laughs> so what do you okay, think? So the, well, so the first one I have heard that before, but I don't I don't know how how uh, how stingy you're gonna be here. Like, you oh, know, I know that it was it was L O, and then they sent it again. So technically, it was L O L was the first thing that got sent oh, over the internet. That's, that's interesting. I guess that would have been I. Yeah, and well, it was L O L Ogden. Yeah, but if you if you want to do that, but um, so I think I'm pretty sure that one's true. I've heard that before. Now, uh, the second one seems plausible, and the third one seems so ridiculous <laughs> that. But I mean, how many times have you seen Truth is Stranger than uh, Fiction? For sure. I mean, twelve thousand lenses, Matt. Think of how big a butterfly is. 12... I know. But things can be real small. Think of how busy a uh, butterfly optometrist is. <laughs> it's a good thing they don't need glasses. <laughs> I, Maybe they do. I Okay, so I'm going to say it's the Hasbro one because I feel like if I picked it and it wasn't true, I'd feel like the biggest dumb guy in the entire world. <laughs> so I'm going to have to say the butterfly one is true. All right. Along with Arpanet, and I think the Hasbro thing is bullshit. Okay, well... I guess you've passed, and uh, <laughs> I haven't thought about prizes, but, uh, you know, here we are. So that was our game. It's going to be a, was, week, a weekly feature. That was, a, that was great. <laughs> that was, it's just unbelievable Could, enough. Now, technically, Hasbro makes a lot of action figures, so it has made a lot of arms. That's, that's true. So... I'd be curious 
if they've made more arms than anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of well, a. I don't think they've made more than God. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Moving <laughs> along with the rest of the show. Sorry. All right. Well, Kevin. Matt. Today we're going to be real talking. It's, it definitely is. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, today we're going to be talking about honey. Honey? Honey, my friend. But not not the kind of honey that bees make. We're going to talk about molasses, which is kind of like honey. Not really honey. We're talking about molasses. Molasses um, from... Sorry, we from are can- trying to generate viewers or listeners. Yeah. From, yeah. Okay. We're talking about like molasses from Cuba, which I think comes from like cane or something. Anyways, the year is 1915, my friend. While we're the going war. back. We're going back. We're to going the, back a bit. The WWI. Or one. Well, th- that's exactly it. The war rages on, my friend. One thing that's used in uh, weapons manufacturing is ethanol. And one way to make ethanol is from molasses. So there's this company in Boston, and they have a little molasses tank there. And they think, well, if we had a, a bigger molasses tank there, then we could make a lot more ethanol. We could make a lot more money. It's simple economics. Bigger tank, more molasses, more ethanol, more money. That's kind of how my so body they, works. Yeah. So they, they, built a, they built a big fuck-off tank in the north end of Boston. When I say a big fuck-off tank, this thing was 50 feet tall and 90 feet wide. It was a roughly, like, it was as high as a, as a five-story building. Okay. And then about twice, twice as wide. It was a big, big tank could hold two and a half million gallons of molasses. It's not bad. That's a lot of a lot of molasses. Built by a company called U.S. Industrial Alcohol is the parent company, but Purity Distillery, uh, Distilling Company is the, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the sub-company there. And uh, they make ethanol in 1915 because guns are, are you know, in real high demand. When the war ends, actually, they, they do a little switcheroo because uh, Prohibition is just about to hit, and there's a huge demand for alcohol, people stocking up in case, you know, in the, well, you know, we know Prohibition went into effect. Uh, so uh, they switch to making alcohol. I don't know how much that plays into what's about to happen, but um, it, it is a thing. So 1915, war's going Lord only knows how long this war is going to last, so there's like a little bit of pressure to get this thing done fast. Um, they build this tank. When they are partway through building the tank, company orders like 800,000 pounds of molasses by boat from Cuba. So now there's, there's two time pressures. you got the war going on. Who knows? Maybe they sign a deal tomorrow. They clearly don't um and you've also got this ship coming uh that's got all this molasses and if you know you're paying those people to you know on the ship so if the ship has to wait for your tank to be to be finished it's going to cost you more money kind of like today's uh shipping crisis that's going on sure yeah yeah Yeah, you can't you can't hold up shipping yeah you get a bit of a log jam and all of a sudden prices go up absolutely so they they certainly do not want that to happen so by December of twenty, uh, or sorry, of, uh, of nineteen fifteen, 
This tank is very near completion. This boat is almost there. They basically finish the tank right before the boat gets there. And, uh, you know, you can't make that boat wait, you see. That's no. a problem. So you can't test the tank because if you tested the tank, you just, like, filled it up with water or something to see, like, God forbid you find a problem. Um, but, uh, you know, even just even just testing it takes time. Right. So, you know, we built this thing. We know it works. Who cares? So they put 800,000 uh, gallons of, of molasses in this in this bad boy. And immediately it starts creaking and groaning when they're filling it. And it's leaking immediately. Not it a good leak- sign. No, not a great sign. It was leaking so badly um, that, and so obviously, that townsfolk would just walk up to the tank and and take some some honey some of that some sweet molasses. sweet good molasses for free yeah get me get me some of that good stuff give for me the some low, of that good good of, of free 99 free 99 free 99 my favorite price so, kids would take sticks and they'd kind of like roll up some some molasses there and have like a little molasses lollipop it was a pretty good deal for everybody. Is this the origin um, story of diabetes? Because <laughs> mine sounds quite similar. <laughs> I mean, if you could get free molasses, you got to take what you can get. Oh, absolutely. In the world of 1915. Uh, yeah. Company needs to put an end to that, though, because they're losing a little bit of molasses, and that's not cool. We can't have a leaking tank because it's making people feel like maybe it's not structurally sound. Right. It's mm-hmm. all bad things. Yeah. yeah. Not good for the contractor. Not it's well, it's not good for anybody. Right. No. So they've got a good solution here. They paint the tank Brown. So people can't tell where the, where the molasses is leaking out. But I, I assure you that it is structural paint that they put on there. Oh it's yeah. Really I've, I've seen some of my contractor days. Yeah, uh, just to really shore things up. Just a nice, thick coat of structural paint. Sounds like they're getting into a real sticky situation. Oh! <laughs> we did it! <laughs> <laughs> Is that the first part of the show? No. Yes! What about the arms thing? Kind of counts. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess that counts. <clears throat> we should have a pun ticker. Yeah. <laughs> For our audio medium, how's that gonna work? <laughs> Is it just me after the fact recording? Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, bas- basically. <laughs> so, the war ends. This thing makes it three years, if you can believe it. Okay. The war ends in 1919, and so they they shift from making, like I said, ethanol to to alcohol because that's kind of a boom market right now. And you got this giant molasses tank. What the hell else are you gonna do with it? So we're going to jump ahead. We're going to go to January 15th, so, 1919. Can I just put like a little uh, like a little summary of our intro there? Yeah. Uh, so we've got a company in Boston yep. who made a big fuck-off tank to hold some yep. molasses yes. from Cuba, which they yep. were bringing in for munitions. Yes. Okay. And then they shifted gears and said, holy shit, booze is going out of style. we got to make some yeah. booze. Yes. All right. I'd be curious to know what kind of munitions uh, you would use molasses in, like a sticky bomb. 
No, it's you can make ethanol with it, and that's uh, you 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 use ethanol to make gunpowder. I think. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. So it's so it's it's, it's all like ethanol. Like they just shifted the ethanol from munitions production to. Yeah, I have to imagine though that you, it's a different way of making the ethanol, or like you're not making as concentrated ethanol. I would assume. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I tried to look it up beforehand, but you know this is a C. I looked up distilling and fermenting and how different they were, and it just it my eyes rolled to the back of my head. That's yeah, right. you know, you know the the thing is that like America in World War One became a, a really big industrial uh, power because they were uh, basically an arms dealer. Yeah, I oh, mean for they sure. supplied they supplied so much munitions and stuff, and and they got very wealthy off both wars. Uh, but World War One they didn't enter until what end of nineteen seventeen nineteen eighteen. Pretty much right at the end, they just kind of swept through. Yeah. And, yeah. It's kind of yeah. interesting. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yes, we'll, we'll probably talk and, about that. And that, that might also date. be where Hasbro got its start. May or may not. Really? I don't know. Oh, you're just throwing it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe at one point. I got to stop taking anything you say seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, that's basically it. Uh, January 15th, 1919, the Spanish flu, uh, incidentally, is, like, raging. Uh, you know, the Spanish were the first to fly? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. You going to make a Corona beer joke, too? <laughs> uh, All right. Sorry. Uh, uh, so, a couple days before this, you know, the tank is sitting there. It's about a third full of, of cool molassi, that sweet, sassy molassi. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then they get a ship in, and it's got 1.5 million gallons of warm molasses. So they add another 1.5 million gallons in. It's warm. They got about 2.3 million gallons in this tank, about 26 million pounds of, uh, of molasses. Wow. Um, so 12.30 p.m. on January 15th, all hell breaks loose. Oh, no. uh, quite literally. Um, people said it sounded like machine guns when the rivets started just flying out of this this tank. Um, there was a, I think, a seven-foot section of steel that crashed into a girder that was holding up a, an elevated railway. Uh, 26 million pounds of molasses flooded into the streets. Amazing. Well... <laughs> It's, it's called the Great Molasses Flood. Um, oh, my God. A tidal wave. It knocks buildings off their foundations. It absolutely levels, um, like, there's, like, a mill beside it or, or something, pulp and paper places. Some sort of, like, industrial factory right beside it just totally levels it. It's just splinters. Um, pushes buildings off their foundations, like, carries cars, almost derailed a train. Uh, just unbelievable stuff. This kind of sounds like a, a 1950s B movie, like The Blob. Yeah, it would have been kind of, uh, yeah, The Blob, but it's just one tidal wave that just gets released from the middle of a big city. Wow. Well, not quite the middle. It was it was on the harbor, but um, yeah. So, oh God, horses. A lot of horses eat it because there was a lot of horses around and the horses get knocked over and they're stuck in molasses and. And that's not great. And uh, a lot of people also, uh, not it's not good for them. 
total um, you know death count and and whatnot is twenty twenty or twenty one people died, hundred and fifty people were injured, and I don't think anybody ever got a tally of of the horses. Wow. But, I'm not laughing at at horses dying. It's just it's it's one of those like whistling past the graveyard things where it's just so awful to think about. Um, the the molasses as it's traveling, because you know like you know if you got like soup right, right, and you've got it in a in a bowl, it's really hot. It's gonna take a while for that to to cool down. But if you just like drop that onto the floor, it would spread out, and you know in no time you'd have cool soup. Right. Uh, yeah, it's not the most efficient way to. Or it's, it is the most efficient way to cool your soup. It's maybe not the most appetizing way uh, to cool your soup. Um, it's kind of what happens there. It's warm, and so it's you know it's flowing really well. But as it expands, you know, or as, as as it gets less and less concentrated or dense, uh, it's it starts cooling down faster and faster, and getting you know having less and less flow, and it's like viscosity, hard, viscosity, um, which I think. If something has low viscosity, it flows well, and high viscosity, it does not? Uh, I should know the answer to this, uh, but I believe it's lower viscosity I was reading is stiffer, I, I think. I don't this is, is a C+, stiffer, plus, right? okay? I mean, this is yeah, right? <laughs> C-, sorry, this is the difference between yeah. the C-plus and the C-. minus. Every once in a while, we elevate ourselves and we give you like a C plus. But <laughs> I mean, there was, a bonus, mix... there was a bonus fact earlier today. I don't remember what it was. I know there but was one. Good. There uh, was, yeah. So, but, but now we're falling apart. Yeah, but so it wasn't good. I'm going to give you some direct, a direct quote from the Boston Globe, uh, just describing what it looked like. Uh, Molasses, waist deep, covered the streets and swirled and bubbled about the wreckage. Here and there, struggled to form. Whether it was animal or human being was impossible to tell. Only an upheaval, a thrashing about in the sticky mass showed where any life was. Horses died like so many flies on sticky fly paper. The more they struggled, the deeper in the mess they were ensnared. Human beings, men and women, suffered likewise. It was a grisly scene. Oh, no, nobody Just, writes like that anymore. No, it's, yeah, that's got good, for sure. They had a way of, of talking about things back in the day that, that we just don't anymore. No, um, no. Like, only, like, yeah. ten people could read and write anyhow, and those ten people were... They were just top-notch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they were really good at their at their craft. Yeah. They had no competition, so they got to write everything. So they got to get really good. So Boston's had a tea party. Yes. Now they've had a molasses party. Where does the, where does the Boston cream come from? Is there another... Is there like a custard incident? 1947 is... post-war custard Nobody. explosion? <laughs> Nobody called this the Boston Molasses Party <laughs> until right now when you just did it. Well, so, there we go. Cool your jets on that one. <laughs> you got to see your J's, man. Uh, the, the main danger to people who didn't were like, there was, I think there was a couple people who were in like in basements at the time and just got, it just flooded in and, and that was it for you. Um, but there was, there were people who were, covered like in the face area and it covered their nostrils and their mouth oh. and so they're suffocating not even being underwater they're just they're just covered so that was like the main priority was getting getting molasses out of people's um noses and, and mouths so 
like in that context it's probably pretty remarkable that only 20 20 people died directly the 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 21 figure is one of the people who died their son committed suicide a little bit after and and it's kind of like well it's from the strain of you know suddenly losing his his mother uh well that's that's not a guy died uh, that's unfortunate yeah. you know if you're it ever is. feeling that way seek help absolutely or P- Abs- psa absolutely um so 20 or 21 people depending on how you want to look at that no, now sorry uh I'm just curious, are you aware in your research, uh, did anybody try to eat their way out? <laughs> I do not believe so. Like very Homer Simpson-esque, just, no, oh, I, I, I can handle this. There, There is one story, I don't know how true this is. This comes from a firefighter who showed up, and he says that, when, when they showed up, they saw an arm sticking out of a pile of molasses and him and a buddy started pulling on the arm and they pulled and they pulled and they pulled and I'll be goddamned if they didn't get that arm, but, but not the rest of the guy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's traumatic. Jeez. Can that, you imagine? Oh, I think that sort of stuff happened in like, um, uh, Passchendaele when people were sinking into the mud. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure it happens, uh, in war frequently, which is why I'm glad I've never had to experience that. And but you know, yeah, you don't expect that when. Yeah, you would think you certainly like, don't. Not to be morbid, but you would think that a body would have to certainly, at some point, decay before that would happen. Like, does is this immediately after the incident, or was this a couple days? I later? believe so. No, this is immediately after. Wow, they must have yeah. really been pulling on that arm. It, well, if you think the person's suffocating underneath, I guess. Yeah. You dislocate an arm, and then once you dislocate it, yeah. it's just the tendons. And... Boy, didn't this take a dark turn. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. All right. <laughs> so, um, like I said, 21 people dead, 150 people injured, um, $100 million in damage in today's money. That's not in, in 1919 money. That would be, like, insane. Uh, but, yeah, $100 million in damage. Uh, the rescue effort takes like forever while they're doing it because there's molasses everywhere. So like everywhere they're trying to get to rescue people, you're wading through like hip deep molasses uh, in some cases because it didn't like it would have stopped at a certain point. It yeah. would have gotten you know so viscous that it, or, or so unviscous, whatever that is, um, that it would have just kind of frozen in place. Eventually, you're not quite an amber, but yeah, you're not not an amber. Um, so that makes you know getting people out very difficult. The cleanup takes forever. They estimate eighty-seven thousand man hours to get that shit cleaned up. Uh, they used salt water from the harbor and they used sand to absorb it. The harbor was brown for months. Really, with, with all that molasses. Huh. I wonder yeah. if anybody took advantage of it and just like rocks and pancakes for a week. Like I got the steadiest supply of molasses in the basement. Might as well take advantage of it. <laughs> do, do you put molasses on pancakes? I don't know. I've never tried it. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I've ever actually had molasses in my life. I don't think I have either. I probably have in something. It's probably been an ingredient in a, in a ton of things. Oh, I've absolutely. Had, but... I've been referred to as slow as molasses. Oh, there we go. So, yeah. there's that. Yep. Yeah. Thick as molasses. 
Uh, one of the first class action suits in Massachusetts history uh, was filed by by the the you know families and people who were injured and, and probably people who lost horses against so many horses. Um, the company uh, uh, U.S. Uh, IA U.S. Industrial Alcohol claimed that it was sabotage they claimed that italians who were mad that they had been making munitions with the uh the ethanol bombed the tank uh but, italy was a uh ally in world war one were they not yeah yeah i yeah. mean they were making molasses not olive oil <laughs> can, can i say supposedly that? <laughs> is that okay well, there's there's this meme on the on the internet it's that it, like it's impossible to be racist towards Italians. Yeah, like I feel, yeah, <laughs> I'm good friends with one, so that basically absolves me. Isn't that how that works? I mean, they've pretty much been on top or near the top through all of history, right? Yeah, going back to our yeah. uh, old Rome thing. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> all roads lead to Rome. Yeah. So the the. That didn't, that didn't work. Um, there was a lot of, uh, you know, because even though the, t- the tank wasn't, like, totally destroyed. So it turns out, I don't know how many people knew this uh, when they were just living next to this thing, but the guy who designed that tank was, like, a finance guy with the company with no engineering experience. And... There was no law in Boston at the time that an engineer had to, like, look at your plans and sign off on them. Uh, so the company was completely, completely liable uh, for what happened. They, it, they found out that the tank was about half as thick as it needed to be. Uh, it didn't have nearly enough rivets. It's probably a miracle that it lasted as long as it did. Probably what happened is when the warm molasses went in and started mixing with the cooler uh, uh, molasses... Uh, there was an expansion, uh, also a little bit of fermentation, uh, create some gas. Uh, that that day, the temperature had swung from like it was like five to forty-two Fahrenheit or something like that. So there was there it had gotten considerably warmer outside as well. All these factors played into it, but ultimately, it was just extremely uh, poorly designed. Wow. That's, yeah. That's uh. You know, it's not good. So, of course, of course, a big company does, you know, something like this, uh, designs something so poorly, negligently. Someone's going to jail for this, right? You would think. Fuck no. 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 I'm not, you know, to be honest, I'm not surprised. <laughs> you would think they should, uh, but it's it's. No, $300,000 in damages is what they paid in, what? in that time money, which That's is $30 million, in, $30 million in today's bucks. So, um, so they paid like a third of the, you said about yes, 100 just, Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say that. They, they wound up, and, and that's like compensating the victims. So of that money, I think only something like, oh, I, I did look at the figures, so only part of it went to Boston you know, to, for as reparations for having, you know, destroyed a sizable part of the city, most of it went to the victims. Huh. 
So I, th- I think it was like a hundred thousand per. Uh, if we're talking like today's bucks, a hundred thousand per injured person, and then the deaths would be probably be bigger. You know, settlements. It's usually how it works today. I imagine it was roughly similar, but who knows? Well, isn't that fascinating? Yeah, the there's Boston... a there's a park. Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. There's a, well, there's a park there now. Okay. Yeah, which has some uh, some bocce ball uh, or lawn bowling uh, courts there, which uh, I think is at the site of the former the, the Italian sabotage. <laughs> at the site of the and there's also tag. a plaque. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and there's also a, a plaque there to, to you know commemorate what happened. But that is the Great Molasses Flood of uh, of 1919. Huh? Who knew? I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, that was very fascinating. I learned a lot today. I had no idea that mm-hmm. there was a Boston uh, molasses party. No. <laughs> no, it was not a party. <laughs> I mean, one other one other thing is is um, molasses got everywhere in the town after that because anyone who went into like what would have been at that point the molasses district <laughs> tracked it back, you know, everywhere else in Boston. Uh, there so must have just been an ant explosion. Probably. Right? That's like, like think about the unintended consequences of that. Yeah. And you're going to have just the fattest rats ever, too. Uh, yeah. Like, But, like, slow and, like, wheezy, very diabetic. <laughs> you know, like... A bunch of slow, <laughs> and slow, wheezy ants. If you get down and you really listen, you're like... <laughs> Oh, that's fun. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I guess, well, I mean, if that's it, that's it. But I do have Kev's closing fact of the day. Oh, can't wait. Full of facts, this one. Yeah, I've, uh, you know. So, did you know? (laughs) Did you know there are 27 bones in the human hand? but there's 28 if you're lonely. And that does it for our show. We're done. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.